Hello, this is international football commentator Derek Ray. And make no mistake, this is your source for all things black and gold. Football just wouldn't be football without Berwick Rangers. Stand by for this edition of the Let It BRFC podcast. From the Let BRFC podcast, I'm Adam Hunter and I'm joined on calls and duties by Kevin Haynes. Hello, Kev. How are you? I'm doing all right, hi. How are you, so? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, first of all. How are you spending it? Um, at home. I'm at home. Um, have the the in-laws, they come round. Um, they, all, they all live quite close. So the in-laws come round and, um, and they have it here, I. So looking forward to it. Lush. Not be going too rad because you've got a game the following day. I'm not playing though, so it's all right. <laughs> It must have been a while since we've had a game on Boxing Day. And joining us as our guest this week is Jamie Kill, former chairman of Barrett Rangers. Hi, Jamie, how are you? Uh, good evening to everybody. Um, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. That's really nice. Thanks, Jamie. No, I meant the listeners. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Merry Christmas on a, a more later note. And uh, let's hope that uh, 2021 brings us uh, much more favourable conditions for all our good friends to... Uh, to, to come and watch us play football at uh, Shieldfield. Uh, yes, hoping. Yes, hoping. But uh, looking at, at this year, Kev, um, how have you found this season so far? Um, it's been good. Um, I think in in general we've done all right. Yeah. We've. I think there's probably one game where we, where we've not competed, um, in my opinion, and that was the Stirling game. But I think in every other game we've we've competed and. In at least parts of the game we've competed. Um, I think we've been really, really unlucky with injuries. I think that's, that's kicking us in the arse a wee bit. Um, a couple of boys that are, that are long-term or, or longer than we, we originally thought. Um, but no, nah, I, I think in general we're, we're, we're doing all right. And, you know, things are coming together. Yeah, you mentioned injuries. We've been without... Key men like Lewis Ball um, and Kevin Moore for most of the season, let alone the, the other injuries that we've had, like Jordan Sinclair. He's been a massive asset, seeing what different team made coming back at the weekend. Um, and then recently with Cook, uh, Jack Cook, he's been out for quite a while now. Uh, Craig Reed's going to be out for a couple of months. Ryan Finney's had um, knocks that he's had to shake off. So how do you think that we've dealt with, with those sorts of injuries? Um... It just kind of shows that that our squad is is better. You know, our squad is better than where we were last year, which which was the aim. Um, I think last year we 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 wouldn't have survived on, on losing these bodies. Um, but you know, we're in a better place, and you know, when you when you lose one or two of them, the, the guys that that come in, you know, are, are, are more than capable. Is there any news on? Jack Cook, because he's he's been suffering from concussion for a little while, hasn't he? Uh, the the advice from from Mac, the physio, and, and Mac's quite um, connected with, with doctors that he's worked with and stuff before. And the advice is to basically leave him till after the year. <laughs> um, he kept getting a reaction ah, the day after training sessions. 
um, and that was the only way he telling how he was feeling. You know, he had to train, and it was, the, it was how he was after it. So he's feeling so, all right during the training session. It was the, the after effects of following morning. The after effects, I so he felt fine during the session, and he'd done everything that he was asked to do. And then the following day, he was maybe getting headaches, or he was maybe feeling sick, or um, it was the after effects that you know that's, that's stopping him effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so the advice is to leave him after till after the year. So he never trained last week. Um, he's not trained this week. So. You know, he's going to have three weeks of doing nothing and then we'll kind of look at it again. But so it's such a topical subject now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we've seen it with the rugby. Uh, it's, it's so topical and it's just someone you can't take a chance with. So it's just a case of letting him tell us when he's ready. You know, you, you just don't take a chance with that. Yeah. How do you think the league's compared based on last season with, with opposition teams? Much better. You think? It's much better. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I said it since day one. You know, Bonus were going to strengthen the league. Um, East Kilbride were always going to get better. You know, they were going to they were going to throw everything at it to to stop Kelly. BSC are good. Shire are good. You know, Spartans have picked up. Everybody can beat everybody. Yeah. That's my that's my opinion. That's that's my feeling. Everybody can beat everybody. Um, there's a couple that are probably deemed easier games, um, but when you play them, they, you know they're, they're not always easy. Good win on Sunday. How did you feel the game went on Saturday? Saturday. What else is? I don't know. What, I don't know who was playing on Sunday. Oh, I was thinking about the Celtic game, man, because you know the Celtic supporter. I forgot. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Saturday was it was a game of two halves. It was really good first half. You know, we played some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a fair reflection would have been three or four nil at half time, in my opinion. And then the second half, we'd done what we needed to do to get the result. You know, we defended, we defended well. Um, we still created a, a couple of chances, and you know, I just think. I think Saturday was a chance for us to go and get somebody to do it. Um, you know, we were, we were on the verge yet. Somebody will get it at some stage. Somebody will, somebody will get it doing. Um, but the, the, nothing negative on Saturday at all. You know, we defended well um, and scored, we scored good goals as well. Stuff that, stuff that the gaffer works on. You know what I mean? We're, we're working on phases of play and getting crosses into the box. And you can see in the... The Scottish Cup game with Grant Nelson's goal, and you can see we lose goal, Lewis's goal on Saturday. You know, it's all stuff that we work on. Yeah, Lewis, I thought was excellent at the weekend. Um, I think that's probably the best I've seen him since he's come to the club. Um, so long may that continue, and hopefully, him and um, Colin Smith's partnership will go from strength to strength from you. I agree. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic, and the attributes that Lewis has got, he shouldn't be playing in this league. Um, the pace and the power, and when he fancies it, he's unplayable. Yeah. Um, how often he fancies it is probably my question to him. But he he, he shouldn't be playing here. Um, technically, he's, he's superb, and you know he's he's a really really good football player. Grant Nelson's another one amongst the goals. Um, he seems to be coming into his own uh, within the team now as well. Uh. 
Yeah, I. Um, we knew what we were going to get with Grant, and it was just a case of, you know, he's new to the club. Take sometimes it takes you to, to find your feet at a club, um, and then your attributes start start coming through. And there's another one. He's technically superb, um, <coughs> really, really talented football player, and if he's chipping in with goals every other week, you can't ask for much more. And then you got. Sinclair spraying the ball left, right, and centre. What a pass for the first goal, man. Aye, uh, the Porty Pelly, that's what we call him. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, looking ahead to the weekend, we've got the, the Scottish Cup um, against Stirling Albion. Do you still get the same buzz as a coach as you would as a player ahead of the Scottish Cup? I do. Yeah. I do. I am. That last round, I was still awake at six in the morning like a kid at Christmas. Um, I saw you celebrate the goal on the camera. I saw you celebrate the goal and you on the pitch. That was probably relief. <laughs> um, no, it was. I, I do. I do. I still get the same buzz. You know, it's it's the best. It's the best competition you you play in. Um, you know, especially in, in the senior cup where you can you don't know who you can get in in the draw. Mm. Um, and you know, the experience of playing a a Premier League team or a, or a Championship team uh, is is what we all strive to do, and you want to test yourself against the the teams at the top. So the Scottish Cup gives you an opportunity to do that. How are so, you doing this week? Is it Monday, Wednesday training? Is it? Yes, yeah, so we're in last night, and then we're in tomorrow again. I. What's the thoughts? How are you how are you feeling about the game itself? Um, we, we, we've done our homework. You know what's still in Albion or or. We think we know what Sterling Albion are going to do, how they're going to play, um, formation they'll play. So we're kind of aware of, of what we need to do. Um, first and foremost, I, I believe we're just going to make it a cup tie. You know, we get in their faces and we've got to remember it's Sterling Albion, it's not Barcelona. Yeah. You know what I mean? So although they deserve a, a wee bit of respect, but their players are no better than our players. You know what I mean? They're, uh, we're just unfortunate that we're, we're in a league below, but there's there's players in our team that, that Sterling Albion, I'm sure, would, would sign um, and would make them better. So we just need to go and make it a cup tie and and and, and be aggressive and not make life easy for them. Yeah, they've had a good start of the season. Um, Struggle for a couple of years, um, just sort of mid-table in the... In League Two, but but it's two teams that know a lot about each other for that time. Um, whilst we've been in the same division, it'll be be interesting. It's a, I, I was disappointed because of obviously Finney's sending off that we didn't get an opportunity to see or test ourselves against Kelty. Um, it was a case where we we just needed to contain it, and then Jack Wright getting sent off before half time as well. Um, so I, I'm really interested in looking forward to seeing how how we do perform against a team from the league above. That we spoke about that last night. I'm not sure Sterling Albion are going to be any better than Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be any better than East Kilbride? They... I'm not sure. You know, I mean that that that's a, that's the level that of team that we'll be playing against. It'll be a, a level of Kelly, and and I'm not I'm not being disrespectful to to Sterling Albion, or, or I didn't mean to be disrespectful to them, but we've got I think we've got better teams in our league. You know what I mean? So 
we can compete with anybody in our league. So why can we not compete with Stirling Albion? Yeah, Richard. And on the subject of the Scottish Cup, Jamie, you were chairman for one of the biggest results in the club's history in 2002 um, against Rangers. What was that like? Well, I'm going to say something that you're not going to expect me to say. Um, and I've just been listening to, to, to Kev and he said they've done the homework on the players. And one of the, the unknown stories of um, that Scottish tie was um, we sent the, uh, the manager and the management team and the players, um, and it was played on a Monday night, to Marshall Meadows. And Paul... Um, was having a word with the players and he says, look, I've been thinking about the um, about the Rangers team and he says, I think they might do this and they might do that. And P says, Gaffer, do you want to know the team? He says, P, how do you know the team? He says, well, the kit man came and laid all the strips out um, this morning. So I took it over and he says, that's the team. And he read out the team and he was exactly 100% <laughs> right. So that is doing the homework. Uh, and, and that's something that a lot of people won't know. It's easy, the glam, the glitz, the, the sky and, and all the rest. But it, it's some of the underneath stories are actually more interesting than, 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 than what it was. Yes, it was a, a fantastic cup tie. Um, and to, um, to hold them to, to a draw on, I mean, I've watched a bit of the footage back, particularly when they put the camera on me at about 89, 90 minutes and thinking, geez, can we hang on for a draw here? This is possible. And I'll tell you, what's the moment that six and man night for the, um, the, that cup tie was, um, it was gay late on and Amoruso jumped over the advertising horns and it was absolute solid blubber behind them because we'd had so much frost and the frost was all coming. It was like a mug bath and I can vividly remember him going back to the hordes and kicking the, 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 the mud off the bottom of the boots before it started. And that was about 70-something minutes like you know. So that, to me, w w was interesting. Yes, uh, all, all the media hype and all the rest of it. But some of the little stories, um, like when we tried to put on the, 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 the first time, um, and I've still got pictures. I come across them about a month ago. Uh, which I took when we had the, the balloon up trying to <laughs> defrost the, the pitch. I remember going away to do a little bit of business. Well, I pulled away from where the, the, the bus normally stands at uh, Chillfield. It was minus 28 in my car. And, and when I got up, it was minus 11 and we got moving. It was really, really cold. And to be fair, the game had a cat and hell's chance of being played. But anyway, we, we, we got it to go again. And... Um, we obviously got the replay. It was a tremendous occasion to to go to Ibrox. Um, you got to understand that in 2002, the quality team we had uh, and the quality team that Rangers had, these were multi-paid uh, internationals, um, and, and and we give them a good game of it. I think it was nil-nil at half time in the replay. We had a right good go, but you know that was that was in, in some ways nearly bigger result than what 67 was. Yeah, 67 was the shock and it'll all be remembered. But I'll tell you what, the, the two games, I'll tell you what, we, we, we matched them in, in, until three quarters of the way through and obviously got beat, I think it was 3-0 at the, the end and the, and the second tie. How, how was it for, for being the chairman 
10, 15 minutes when the chances are, 10, 15 minutes to go when the chances of getting a draw and potential income that could generate, how, how did that feel as, as a chairman? Are you oh, nervous? Oh, I'll tell you one thing. Um, we played hearts the year previous and we'd held them to uh, a goalless draw at Shieldfield and we were at the replay and at the replay we were 1-0 up at half time and at half time um, the pieman as he was called he was verbally been sick in the toilet because I was standing in the next cubicle I thought we've got him but I'll tell you what Valentin had stuck that free kick in about 50 something minutes um, I'll tell you what they were dead and buried because I'll tell you what he was under a lot of pressure realistically um, to go back to the, the Rangers game, I remember what the pyman was like. So um, we were so far in front, actually getting on Sky. Bear in mind, we got 127,500 for playing on Sky. All right, it cost us £20,000 for the lights. But I mean, that was a good... We, we, we'd done it. But, but then the crack of getting another seventy-five to 80000 for the for the replay, haven't had Rangers at home. And well, you thought, can it happen? And you kept pinching yourself. As I say, when I had the camera on, it was about 87 or 8 minutes, which you can watch on YouTube. I'll tell you one thing. I probably summed up what I was feeling. I'll tell you what... I was on a high for about three days before you know I got the adrenaline out of my system. I was singing at the top of my voice in a pub down the middle of the town about three o'clock in the morning, and I didn't even have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it was like what my granddaughter will be on on, on um, Christmas Day when I, when I get a couple of tubes of Smarties and, and a couple of packets of parcels in there. You know, you'd be able to bounce her off the wall. Then I could, you know, the adrenaline was flowing so fast in my body, you know, it can bounce me off the wall. Like, but yeah, it's totally undescribable feeling. But I mean, to be fair, he's a supporter. I still get it. I still yeah. get the feelings, and I'll tell you what, I've no financial involvement as such, so, you know, it, it shouldn't really affect me, you should be able to walk away, but I'll tell you, when you're used to it and you've done it, I'll tell you what, you kind of get away with it, like, you know, I was, uh, you know, when I was watching the, the Dunny Pace game, when we went one little down, I, you know, I knew we were good enough to come back to it, but I mean, you know, these are the sort of things that happen, and I would say, for Saturday coming, we should have no fears. I mean, you know, Hearts were in the Premier League when we, we held them nil-nil and, and we got in front. Mate, we did have probably a better side than what, what you've got now. So I'm not going to say that you could, you know, hold some of the Premier League to, to, to it now. But I mean, these things can happen. I'll tell you what, it's mind over matter. So it's up to you to install the players to um, to make sure they're up for it and, and re really want it. Like, and as I say, you've been a player, so you know what I mean. Oh, yes, and I think that's a massive part of it. It's, it's a mind over matter, but you know what I mean. It's it's it's, it's difficult when you you see these guys that are potentially earning hundreds of hundreds or thousands per week, and, and you're not. But at the end of the day, it's eleven v eleven, and you know what I mean. Anything can happen, like you're saying. So if you can get that out of your system, that they're effectively better players or playing in higher leagues or earning more money, get that out of your head, it's, it's a loving guys, you're loving guys, and you just... I just don't suppose it is, Sterling, sorry, Sterling, Albion guys will be 
earning so much more than the, than the lads at, at Berwick. I'll tell you one they're on the banana slip slide. We we're not. I'll tell you, we just go and match them up, um, keep it tight, um, and I think we've got players to keep it tight. Uh, they'll, um, you know, we've got players to take them on the break, like Grant Nelson, uh, Callum Smith. Uh, Lewis is best. I'll tell you, it's a good showcase for for Lewis to to put himself in. It's a good case for uh, John Sigler, Grant Nelson. Hey, they've got so much to prove. All right, well, I'm going to be on television, but I'll tell you one thing: if we get a result, the result stands, and it's their their CV for life. Yeah. You mentioned the Rangers game in '67, Jamie. Uh, were you there? Yeah, of course I was there. What was that like? Jamie was about 55 at the time. <laughs> uh, I'd ask you to keep your comments to yourself. No, I'll tell you what, I was 13 at the time. I don't mind admitting it. I'll tell you, what was my memory? When the ball went in, um, I was, you know, I was, I had a seat in the stand, but I'll tell you what, I wanted to be amongst it. So I was actually outside and I finished up, I couldn't see. So I climbed up the top of a nice stream of It was at the, uh, the, the bottom of, um, probably where the pits are for the, um, the speedway so I was sitting at the top of the ice cream but I'll tell you once we got the result what I can remember was walking along the the old road with my brother um, to get picked up by my father and all the Rangers boys walking towards East Ord and uh, when they're building those new houses they were just throwing the scarfs um, in disgust over the thing you could have had a fortune selling scarfs the day after Oh, they were, oh, they were just—they were absolutely distraught. Absolutely distraught. You know, I had a bit of footage from that um, '67 game, and when we had Sky um, to play Rangers in 2002, can we get some footage? And uh, I said to one of the the, the presenters from Sky, I says. I've got it, but I said, I wouldn't sell it. He says, how about five grand? I said, I would consider it. <laughs> when you don't get five grand, would you take three? I says, go on, you can have it. <laughs> and they played that footage that I had. It, it, the thing. So, you know, it was all about money at, at the end of the day. But I mean, that just uh, spring, springboarded it forward. But the one thing I've learned about a football club, it's not all about money because at football, if you pour money in the front door, it goes out the back door. So it's not the BL and all door. I'll tell you, it's the pride of getting results is uh, the passion, the want, the will, the desire. Have I missed any words out for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long had you been following the team up until that point? Uh, I started to go in season, would be 63, 64, with... Um, when Ken Bowen scored 36 goals, mm -hmm. I'll tell you one There was a lot of people for the, there'd be, in my recollection, looked like thousands there, but there's probably six or 800 on a, on a regular basis uh, went to watch them. And it was only shillings to get in, like, you know, well, people only earned pounds then. They didn't, they didn't, you know, a man's wage was probably 10 to 15 pounds a week. And do you follow the team throughout since, since then? You've been going sort of week in, week out, or? No, no, there are various, um, you know, spells like, I mean, you know, um, I went um, into the early 70s, um, other like um, most teenagers, um, you know, 
started courting, going out with girlfriends, that sort of thing. Uh, then eventually got married. And I, I really only went to some cup games and, and some old games until our Robert, who you've had on the podcast, um, till he really got interested when, when he was about my sort of age, uh, 10 or 11, and I started to go on a regular basis. And, you know, I got in the habit of taking to away matches as well because I was really quite busy. I just set my own business up and um, the team... Over the, those years, like 92 to, to 95, 96, were, were really good times. And we had some good teams. You know, Waterhawk arrived and, um, you know, you had guys like Willie Irvin, um, Craig Valentine, you know, good sides and were competitive. And I learned a lot from that, being a supporter, for, for, for when it comes to do my plan and as my time as chairman. I mean, they had the... Um, with the reconstruction was at 94 to 95 uh, they had to get into the, the the top four or top six whatever it was I think it was the top four they had to get into to um, you know to, to get into the then second division so it was interesting times so when it came round to to us looking at after we'd been relegated after I, I came in 96, 97 um, the the real goal was it between 99-2000 season, three automatic promotion places. So, you know, three three out of ten was good odds to, to have a go into it. And, uh, you know, we knew this was going to happen. And, and a couple of years before, all the team building started to, to, to take. And I'll tell you, you know, it's not an exact science. You, you can't go and buy a team. You have to build a team. And, you know, Kevin and, and, and the team could do well to, to listen to it. We've now got some quality players at the club. What we've got to do is get these quality players um, tied up. And then you've got the main... You've got the main branches for the trees. You've just got to fill out the leaves and make sure you get it right. Um, I remember going back, having to meet with Paul Smith, I think about 98. He says, well, if we keep doing what we're doing, we'll stick in the third division. We're going to have to bring in some better players if you ever want to um, to get out of this division. And I thought, well, yeah, we want a, a division. And basically my co-partner at the time was with the man with the money and it was Robert Wilson. So Robert and I decided, yeah, we'd, we'd have to, to go with it and, you know, wondered how we'd bankroll it and, um, and, and make it work. So really, I think at, at about maybe early 98, we, we'd taken a, a core of players from East Stirling, but then we needed to um, to add some quality. And I think one of my, my signings at the time, the other Paul Smith made and I sanctioned it, Robert sanctioned it, was a fellow called Dave Beaton. And Dave Beaton was in for two seasons. Then we eventually sold him just before the transfer window because he was going to go anyway. Um, and we got five grand from, and you know, that's what we paid from. But Dave Beaton was, uh, was a a quality player and I'll tell you one thing you know we had Ellis Ritchie came in on loan and, and, and two or three guys like that I can't remember all the names it's, it's over 20 years ago um, but these were the were the things to to start and put into place so when it came round to the 99-2000 promotion season we thought we had it not so badly, but we added a couple in. The main one being um, was Mark Anthony. And Mark Anthony was a big, big signing for us. Um, and um, we we didn't just quite get there. It, 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 just a little bit like this season for, for the current regime, 
it was like mid-November before it right clicked, you mm -hmm. know. And if you look at it um, now, mid-November is, is probably just about now, maybe 14, 12, 14 games into it um, before I get a click. I was sat down at, um, at Christmas time, and I'll tell you one thing, probably one of my better signings um, was um, Robert and I met up with Gary Wood um, about the beginning of January and, and signed Gary Wood. And Gary Wood's goals, plus what we had, I'll tell you what, I clicked together, and I'll tell you what, we lost the title um, second last game out of the season with a nil-nil draw in Queen's Park. I think they had six wins out of six and the Pipters, uh, and we had five wins in a draw. And, uh, and I'll tell you one thing, I, I think we're, we're nicked it by a point, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you see Adam's face there when you mentioned Gary Woods? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, Gary was, uh, you know, was was a top quality player. But, you know, it, 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 it's just where you're at now. It, it, it's, everybody thinks you can go and sign 14 or 15 players and they've all got the credentials um, and bang, you, you, instant success. It isn't instant success. I, I don't think that Kelty Hart have had instant success. I don't think East Sterling have had instant success. I don't think BSC Glasgow have had instant success. I'll tell you, you've got to get it. You've got to kind of get it right. And, and you've got to tinker it and be prepared to alter it. And, and guys that you set out in your first mind that you think are going to be the bee's knees, all of a sudden they drift out of significance. And the next thing is you're selling them or, or, or getting rid of them. Mm -hmm. I was never feared to sell a, sell a player. I'll tell you what, if the money was right, it would go because new money buys new faces. But I mean, Tom Davidson uh, was probably chairman at the time. He says, and I was chief executive, he says, you can't run this business like buying and selling sheep. I'll tell you, that was the worst thing you could ever say to me because it's exactly, exactly how a football club should be run buy, sell, buy, sell strengthen. If you don't like it, get rid, replace. How would you like to be in with a chance of winning £1,000 every month? If that sounds appealing to you, because it sure does to me, you need to join Berwick Rangers Supporters Club's monthly draw. For just £5 per month, you'll go into a draw with hundreds of other Dream Team supporters to win the monthly jackpot. In addition to the £1,000 prize, the Supporters Club will be donating £250 each month to a chosen local charity, with the rest of the profits from the draw going to the football club. For details on how to sign up, visit berwickrangers.com or message the supporters organisation on Facebook, Berwick Rangers Supporters Club, or on Twitter at BRFC Sup Club. Berwick Rangers Supporters Club, supporting your club and your community. We had a player called Frank Escalon. And uh, as an agent, put Frank Escalon into Berwick. And I'll tell you what, a very, very famous person then, I'll tell you what, he was just uh, uh, out of the middle of the back streets of Glasgow, uh, Willie Mackay. So the great Willie Mackay, now lives in Monaco, put Frank Escalon in. He says, uh, right, I'm going to give you Frank Escalon. He says, I'll pay him, you get the digs, and if we get him sold, um, we'll, we'll come to some arrangement. I says, well, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I don't know if it was in the rules or it wasn't in the rules, but anyway, 
Frank, I'll tell you what, what a player he was, like, you know, and, um, you know, talk about John Sinclair's uh, wonder free kicks, Frank, Frank's were absolutely brilliant, you see. And there was there was a miss with, with Frank because Frank really really shouldn't have been playing at, at our level. Like he was he was hi he was miles out of, out of class. We, were, we I think it was between Christmas and New Year we played Count Beath away, and um, Frank in the swinging corner straight into the far corner of the net. You see, and um, Neil Cooper, who I was actually quite friendly, was sitting up the back of the stands. Um, I was just back from Martin on Monday afternoon and. Um, Paul says, uh, Neil Cooper's been on the phone. He wants to buy Escalon. I says, how much has he been? £10,000. I says, can I take £10,000 from him? says, you what? I says, well, can I take £10,000 from So I think we've finished, settled on 14000 I says to Paul, should we not be building him? He says, there's something no right about him. He says, why is that? He says, he straps his ankles up before the matches. And I'll tell you what, he went off to Ross County and we wished him well. But I'll tell you what, I never looked up his record. And I actually met Frank a couple of times in, in Mallorca because his parents were in Mallorca um, in subsequent years. I'll tell you what, he didn't play many games for Ross County. And Paul was probably right. Like, to see he was a crock was probably an over-exaggeration. But I'll tell you what, he, he could hack the part-time training, but the full-time training, his ankles couldn't stand it. So on the basis of that, never ever ever frightened to sell any players. <laughs> That's brutal, man. It's true. It has to be said. Never frightened because I'll tell you one day, getting some like I think we maybe cleared a level of twelve grand from Frank Escalon. I'll tell you that 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 took us to to, to the next level. So that facilitated. Like I said, Davey, at that point in time, Ennis Ritchie. The one that I thought I maybe could have sold and never really got an offer was Mark Anthony. I had some characters, I'll tell you what. I had Smoke I played for us, and that was Kevin McGee. When Kevin Kevin used to go abroad with an empty suitcase and come back full of uh, full of cigarettes. Like So that was your nickname, was Smoker. <laughs> but hey, it beat some lads. I'll tell you what, and all the time that was there... Um, Martin Neal was the most consistent and um, one of the best performers that was the club in, in my, my tenure. And he was there the whole time. Like he was, he was a quality box to box player. Like in, in 94, 95 team, when we, we got into the second division and, and reconstruction. And I'll tell you what, good player for us early. He, he was a good player the time that I was there, you know. Uh, could read a game, you know, wonderfully well. Was very quick to put the ball down, put his finger on, it and, and and ping it to somewhere b before the ref thought he should get away with it. Nine and a half times he because he'd had the hand on the ball and stopped it, he got away with it. Like in our cup games that 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 I was involved in, um, I'll tell you, Martin. Um, those were the games that fired Martin up. Martin loved to play the Falkirks, loved to play the Hearts, loved to play the Rangers, you know? Mm. I mean, he, he took no firing up, you know? You didn't have to talk to him, you know? You could say nothing to Martin in a team talk. I'll tell you, he was, he was up for it and he had the boys up with it. Like, But see if he didn't want to play. I'll tell you one thing, it didn't fancy it. I'll tell you what, you couldn't motivate him, whatever, like, you know? Yeah, we've had a couple of guests on that have have been sort of waxed lyrical about him and said that he shouldn't have been playing at our level. He should have gone and played at a higher level consistently. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's been plenty of players like that. Like, I mean, you know, it's. I mean, I signed um, Alec Burke, you know, against what people thought we could ever do. Alec Burke was a quality, quality player, you know. We had a whole carload of um, guys came from the West. There was a bit more, a bit more something about some of the boys from the West. I'll tell you what, you may as well see that um, that Ferguson and Philly, they're from the West, and they've just got something a little bit more about them, you know. I don't know what it is. Like, the Glasgow boys, the Edinburgh boys, were always different, like, you know. I don't know, if, uh, Kevin, if you ever found that in teams that you played with. Um, no, nah, I wouldn't. I don't think I could pick a, a differentiation between what part of the country they came from. Um, no, nah, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Big Alan Neil and that, like, I mean, geez, they, they, they were good players, like, you know, it's, uh, hey, a plenty of good Edinburgh players, you know, David Murray was a good player, Neil Bennett that came from Stirling Albion, he was a good player, uh, Wee Gordon that was um, now assistant manager at Hearts, I mean, he was a good player for us, you know, there's loads of them. I think one of the players that um, that uh, changed the uh, changed the fortunes a little bit was, um, when we uh, signed Barry Elliott um, on loan, he, he was at Celtic. And I'll tell you what, he was a, a kind of forgotten laddie. And, um, and, and I'll tell you what, we had him for about eight or ten weeks on loan. He was actually, I think, loaned to us from Dundee. And I'll tell you what, what a quality player he was. You know? Uh, I played with him in the juniors. Barry? Aye. I played with him at, at basket. Aye. He was a good when player, I... like. When Berwick sold me, that's where I ended up, and um, and Barry was there. I, mm-hmm. Barry was already there. Great lad, nice, nice lad. How do you look back on your seven years as as chairman, Jamie? Ten percent of my life. That's how I look back on it. Um, a whirlwind was over in a flash. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, but because of other things that was going on in my life. Um, that was long enough. Um, uh, b- business became difficult after foot and mouth in 2001. Um, and it was a dawdle um, pre-2001 because I could cope with it. But then rules and regulations got uh, an awful lot uh, different. I had to have, concentrated more um, and when you look at the size of the the business of Berry Rangers in 96 to what the business of Berry Rangers in 2003 had grown beyond me writing on the back of a fag packet and um, and working it all out and doing things the way that I did it needed to move on to the next level um, and that next level didn't facilitate me running my own business and running Berry Rangers and I'll tell you, at um, mid-40s, something had to give and I had to, had to um, follow my instincts of the family. As much as I love the club, and I still do love the club, you know, I had to make the correct decision. And once I made the decision, there was no going back. That had to be what, what happened. And um, I am where I am now because I made that decision. Um, if I hadn't made that decision, I don't know where Barry Rangers would have been 
but my business wouldn't have been as strong as, as, as what has finished up. All right, I've gone at the twilight years and retirement, but the money's made, um, you know, the, 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 the casts are set and, and it, it's on we go. Mm-hmm. What's gave you the... I feel you've got a wee bug again for the club. You've got a wee drive again for the club. What's gave you that wee that bug back? Because I'll tell you one thing, I, I, I've watched it and watched it and watched it, and just in the, in, in the last wee while, I can see, I can see shades of Berry Rangers '93, '94. I can see shades of Berry Rangers '99, 2000. I can see Brian and particularly Craig. Um, I've, I've got an aspiration. I think they would like to get the club back. Um, and I'll tell you, in hard facts, you couldn't put a value on, on, on what it is going to take to get the club back. But I'll tell you, what is going to get the club back is we've got some quality players that Emery said we couldn't get in at the club. And if we can hold on to quality players, we can build on our quality players. I'll tell you one thing, we could have something good because I'll tell you what, there's no way is anybody going to write a cheque for four or five hundred thousand pounds and try and buy the success. If you look at Cove Rages, um, the, the manager at Cove Rages, uh, it, it said that, um, you know, it take them four to five years to build up that team that eventually beat us 7-0 on aggregate to go into the league, swept through the next league. That that just didn't happen. It was the same, and I have a lot of respect for Davey Larter and and Paul Smith. It didn't just happen that we got promotion 99-2000. It was planned. It was planned as far back as probably 97-98, and it's it's not an exact science. And I'll tell you what, we've went through a a phase at Berry where we've had... um, managers um, come and go like a revolving draw. Once Paul Smith um, got himself installed as manager, he never shifted my tenure. And, and I wouldn't, um, you know, I, I wouldn't entertain shifting him because he had a full grasp of what was required and he was, he, he was doing it. Sometimes things didn't go well and sometimes I could have kicked him down the road like a can. But I'll tell you what, we always came back and we came back stronger and better, and I'll tell you one thing, one of the decisions for me probably decided to go was, I felt that that we nearly got promotion in, was it 2001, 2002, and and I'll tell you one thing, that was going to be a bridge too far for Jimmy Curl and the way he was running the club. Um, You know, a lot of it was falling onto my shoulders, and as I say, we're trying to run my own business, Foot and mouth at the same time, I'll tell you what, I realised I couldn't do it all. Now, if I look at the situation that I think we're currently in um, with a club, I think you've got some very, very good personnel there. I'll tell you one thing, you can't win anything, you can't lose anything. I'll tell you, it's up to the powers to be to, to work on it. Um, reason with it and, and, and build with it and I'll tell you that's why things like the 1881 club are so important to the club because I'll tell you what we need to we need to build up um, income revenues uh, and, and try and get up uh, and we're going to get up by building it and not buying it 
because you can't buy it. I mean, if you look at uh, East Sterling, throw a lot of money at it. You look at Kelty Hearts, throw a lot of money. I think that's that's an unsustainable model. You got to understand the the second last year that was there. Our income from the Scottish Football League and the SFA was in and around £200,000. And that was nothing to do with, with Sky Television. That was the money that came from the SFA and the league. Now, I'll tell you, they did say that that would dry up. And that, in the last 10 years, has dried up, as predicted. Um, you know, so... Our wage bill was was a lot less than what we're actually getting from the league and the SFA. Now we're getting next to nothing from the league. Even the um, you know pre-COVID, the the third division was only like bottom place was forty thousand for the season. I'm I'm looking at in two thousand two something like what eighty to two hundred thousand. Really? Aye. The, the figures were, were vastly different. And the one thing I did realise, and I'll tell you what, it, it'd be interesting to see if we had crowds back at Shieldfield with the um, with the team that we've got, I think we could get decent crowds and decent gate money. And I think, in my experience, I think and believe there is something there. You know, it's, it's you know, somebody's got to come on the end of a hammer. And I agree with you at some point. But what I did realise as early as 2000, 2001, the better teams that were put on the park, the better gate money we got. We often, as gate money, got six, seven, eight thousand pounds. Like if you had party thistle at home for a couple of uh, games, you're looking at twenty to twenty-five thousand pounds gate receipts for the party thistle game. You were looking at Wraith Rovers, uh, probably. 20,000, 22,000 for, for two games. Mm-hmm. Last year in the Lowland League, what did we take? 40,000 at the gate for, for everything. Right. Right. So my theory was when, when Robert and I were there, or our theory was the better side we had, the better crowds we got. And, and, and definitely those two, two years that were flying reasonably well in the second division, it was sustainable uh, and it, it, it did work. And I'll tell you what, we could bring in quality players. Um, if you're playing players £250 a week and you're getting eight or 10000 at the gate, it wasn't an awful lot of money, you know, in relative terms. I mean, a figure of thumb budget was you could survive if every home game you could pay your wage bill because what you got off the league would pay the away wage bill and the run costs to the club. That was the figure of thumb rule. Didn't need a computer to work out. That was a matter of fact. But then latterly, you know, that, that all changed. And I'll tell you what, we had a few years, I think, as a club where they just, you know, was it 2000, somewhere that when we had Hibs away? Yeah, whatever season was, you know, you know, they got themselves in front, and they had Rangers um, in the league for one year, and they had Celtic in the cup, and they had television money, you know. But but they built up a reserve, 
but instead of investing it to go forward, it was perhaps used to to, um, to stand still, and ultimately that doesn't work. So what I would say to you, Kevin, and the rest of your team is build up a side, and when we get the crowds back, I think it it'd be like pushing a snowball over the hill instead of up the hill. It'll just <laughs> gather up momentum and away it will go like. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but that would be my experience of it. So all of a sudden, you get sort of crowds, six, seven hundred, you start to, to pick up four or five or six thousand pound net of that into your thing. I'll tell you what, all of a sudden things look one hell of a lot different to, to where we are at the moment with absolutely no gate money and relying on handouts. <coughs> those, hand, those handouts are coming, are maybe keeping the club going, but ultimately they're unsustainable. Yeah. Difficult as well, obviously, using using that theory, football fans are, football fans in general, I didn't just mean, I didn't just mean Berwick fans here, but, you know, you you have two, two poor weeks and the gate can be halved, you know what I mean, that's just the way it is, it's an emotional game and and people, people think a player's not trying, so he's not bothering, so I'm not bothering and I'm not going Saturday and, um, you know, it's it's hard trying to depend on a on a gate receipt to to build the the club or build the you know the season. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm going to use one word here, and it's momentum. If you're a momentous occasion and you keep the momentum going, I'll tell you one thing: it's euphoria. Um, I got interviewed for Four Four Two magazine, and the boy asked me about um, season tickets. I says, I'll tell you what it is. I would sell a season ticket for Berry Rangers for £40 on one condition. We didn't start selling them at £40 and he finished up with 200 or £340. Had to sell a minimum of 1000 So then... £40,000 was guaranteed income. And if you had a 1,000 people with season tickets and maybe seven or eight or 900 was appearing, it, it, it's easy to stick three or 400 into an atmosphere and a crowd. I'll tell you what, when you've got no atmosphere, no crowd, uh, you can't stick anything into it. it you, there's, and if, uh, there's, there's no place, so to put it. You know, so if you could just break the momentum, yeah. And the, the fellow says, "Would you do that?" I says, "Yeah, but I'm man enough to know that that I couldn't I couldn't operate the club where with, with 250 uh, tickets only given as a link of 10,000." I says, "We wouldn't last a season out." Hmm. But like to to, to have 40,000 starter through the gate would be a good issue, plus away fans and, 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 and plus the euphoria, you know. Success breeds success, I think is the expression, is it? Yep. So, it is what it is. Club 1881 is your opportunity to be part of a community of Dream Team supporters, helping to transform the club's financial fortunes. For just £18.81 per month, you can help your club become a more sustainable one, safeguarding the future of Berwick Rangers Football Club and building a solid foundation for the club to target future success from. 
Club 1881 members receive access to exclusive JERS content, ranging from podcasts to videos, player interviews to meet the management team sessions, newsletters to club shop sales and more. And if that wasn't enough, all Club 1881 members will gain free admission to all home Lowland League fixtures, where they might even scoop a £200 jackpot through the bond scheme number, also included in their membership fee. To become a Club 1881 member today, simply head to berwickrangers.com slash shop slash club1881. One team, your team, dream team. Interesting, I was looking at, uh, there was a bit came out on the um, the England-Scotland issue. Now that's the one thing that all the time that I was at the, um, at the football club, was England, Scotland. The minute there was uh, Scotland wanted independence, the, the press would phone, even after I left, they had my number to phone me. Anyway, go back, there was a German film crew arrived, made an appointment, could meet with the, the chairman, uh, so arranged to, to meet with the chairman. So I think I didn't really want to be doing this, but we'll, um, we'll have to try and, um, you know, entertain them, you see. So the German says, Mr. Kerr, where do you think the, um, the, um, the border is? Is it the River Tweed or is it um, north of the border where they've got the welcome to Scotland and welcome to England? I says, they've got this all wrong. Eh? Yes, they've got this all wrong. And we stand on the, the middle line in Sheerfield. I said, this is the border. I said, this is where it's all fought out. This is the real border. Yeah? You, you can explain? I says, yeah. And I pointed it over to the duck and I says, the fellow over there sells mince pies. I says, you can't get a scotch pie there. And I says, see over there? I says, there's a woman got up there and she wouldn't sell um, a mince pie on a dead body. They're all scotch pies. And I says, you don't believe me, do you? Ah? Huh? I says, you don't believe me. And I looked at my watch and it was 10 5 to 1. I says, I'm going to show something to you. Oh, yeah. What, what are you going to show? He says, you follow me. So it goes upstairs, which is now the Burnley Street. I put the news on the television for one o'clock. I goes into the boardroom, put the television. I says, now then, you think I'm kidding you? I says, I'm going to prove to you that I'm not a liar. And this is where the border is. Right, there you are. And uh, the television on... Um, just a minute or two earlier, and it was BBC Northeast News. I whipped him into the boardroom, and it says, "Welcome to BBC Scotland." And, and I'll tell you what, he was absolutely gobsmacked. <laughs> he was absolutely gobsmacked. Unbelievable. And I'll tell you what. I think that actually that story is probably quoted in uh, Maxwell's book, uh, "The Lone Ranger." Yeah. I'll tell you one of the funniest things is uh, Willie Mackay says, I need you to get this uh, this player signed into Scotland, you see. He says, oh, all right. I says, he says, you'll never play for you. He's too good. So anyway, um says to Dennis, give the boy's name, where he was. Dennis signed him into Scotland, you see. 
And uh, the next thing is I had the press chasing me. He's obviously quite a good Swedish player. And, and Willie just wanted to, to get him into Scotland so he could uh, punt him around. Like, and, uh, and I didn't really relate to it when they, uh, when they got in touch with me. Oh, and I know nothing about that sort of style. And <laughs> popped it off. Like, so, yeah, there's been some stunts pulled over the piece. <laughs> OPF eats to be live. He's going to tell some real, real, real um, um, good stories. I'll tell you. Probably went on longer than I wanted. So what I'm going to say to um, anybody that's listening, um, you know, follow the podcast on the 1881 Club um, uh, and, 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 the, and the stream. I think it's a vital part of the club. Um, and to Kevin and the team, I'll tell you one thing. I think they need no motivation. I'll tell you, still London, who are they? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think the the Lord of the League is, as Kevin touched on earlier, the Lord of the League's got stronger sides in it. And I'll tell you, this going forward, particularly with the guys from the West and the Pyramid, I'll tell you what, we'll have to open up the, the the gate to the promised land. I'll tell you, this getting to a, a playoff um, in the pyramid is, is ridiculous. One or two things has to happen. The, there has to be, the winner of the North-South playoff has got to have automatic promotion. The run-up has got to play second bottom and open the leagues up. And, um, you know, that's one way forward. But probably a better way forward is... Um, make it into a 20-team league or an 18-team league, play each other once um, at home, once away, and, and get rid of this playing teams four and five and six times a season. I think that's a turn-off. And I'll tell you one thing, until people um, in the powers to be wake up, smell the coffee and say, hey, to progress our game forward, these teams with ambition have, have got to come into the leagues and the, um, the, the, the seat warmers have, have got to go. Whether that happens in my lifetime, I don't know. But, but for the good of the game, it has to, it, it, it has to vent itself, I think is the, the expression. Because those leagues are not vented. I tell you, it's a closed shop. And, and last year was a classic example. No way should be should be playing this season without a playing at least the winner of Brora and Kelty, and that could have taken place long before a competitive ball was kicked in October, in my opinion. Anyway, yes. I think I've probably said enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you very much, Jamie. So thanks for coming on. Uh, Not a problem. My pleasure. Any time. And as I say, a very merry Christmas to all our listeners, and uh, hope all our dreams come true. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. I'll just uh, I'll echo that as well on behalf of behalf of the gaffer and and uh, the rest of the boys um, and myself. We just want to you know wish other supporters a, a merry Christmas as well. Um, and hopefully it's no long before we can see everybody in the in the ground. Yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for for both coming on. Good luck on Saturday, Kev. Uh, it is Saturday, isn't it? It's not Saturday, uh, yeah, we're not playing Sunday. All right, all the best, lads. Have a good one, Jamie. All right, okay. We good. Merry Christmas.